Good evening, my friends. Let me welcome you again to this evening of this thing of ours, where we kind of recap what happened during the day, kind of look at things in a unique, in a particular way, a way that I think you should be looking at things. Because that's a very critical thing. Let me also like you to tell you first, by the way, you, you must like this, subscribe to the channel, hit the little bell, hit the buzzer, the bell, the buzzer, whatever it's called. Subscribe to the channel. Subscribe. And by the way, who's new tonight? Anybody new? Any brand new stragglers? Anybody who says, I'm going to give this a shot. What are we going to do? Got plenty of crumb cake. Come on to the front. Come on to the front of the line. Introduce yourself. Who's new here? Let's do a review. Let's kind of do a kind of a do a kind of a geography. Where, where's everybody from right now? We got Mary Fernandez here. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. We got JB. We got Howie. How'd he do? I waited and watched movies all day. Good for you. That's probably the best thing you can possibly do. I was watching Old Shindig. Watching the Yardbirds and uh, Amboy Dukes with Ted Nugent. Great stuff. Who's brand new? Where is everybody from? And by the way, don't, don't, please don't, don't give me the, you know, Ohio. Give me a name of a city. No addresses, but I want to know what city. See, we've got Massachusetts, the UK, Fingazinia. Fingazinia is good. I always use the name. Dick Gazinia is always a big one. <laughs> Interesting phraseology. Paonia, Colorado. Carroll Valley, Other Valley Sunday morning. Sausalito, Sausalito Summer Nights. Remember that one? Vanessa from Naugatuck. Thank you. Love your show, too. Ghana. How about that one? Well, la-dee-da. Jamestown, NC, Las Vegas. Just the usual suspects. Saw Sound of Freedom again today. Cape Curl, Ford Frey, by the way. UK City of York. Know York well. Hillside, New Jersey. Uh, I used to be YMDMB. You couldn't figure a way to say it. I don't know how you pronounce it. So now it's Mary Fernandez. I went to school with more Fernandez's, Garcia's, Fernandez, Gonzalez, Hernandez, Fernandez, Alvarez, Rodriguez, lo- loads of them, loads. Henderson, Nevada, Delray Beach. I have been following you for the last five years. This is Celia Martinez de Huerta. Celia Martinez, thank you so much. It is, and I am honored, honored, Celia, Celia, like Celia Cruz, one of my favorites. Boy, what a mug on that, huh? When she and Tito Puente used to do that, oh, God, that is, <laughs> I like to see Celia Cruz and uh, Coco Taylor in a scream-off. Look at this. Hello, I'm Brandy from Atlanta, Georgia. Is that sweet or what? Hi, I'm Brandy. Hey, y'all. How you doing? I'm from Atlanta. And I enjoy uh, macrame and making... Um, we used to take... Sometimes I take uh, old uh, Lavoris bottles and put colored water in it. I knew one time there was a guy whose family, whose mother took like Lavoris, not Lavoris, but Scope, had bottles with colored water as decorations. Have you ever seen that before? That that blew my mind. I was like, what is this? It's deodorant. I mean, deodorant. Uh, um, what do you call it? Not not, not lozenge. I'm, I'm losing my mind today. Anyway. I think I've been here since I first saw you, Alex Jones, unless that's a false memory of which I have many... Sometimes I have these false memories too. You know that? Oh, look at this. Carrick Fergus. Northern Ireland in your face. Cynthia Wilson in your face. In your place. Hello, Father. How are you? That's the way Americans do. That's that Barry Fitzgerald. Ooh, hello, Father. How about a potato? Nobody talks like that. I still, my favorite is my old friend Michael, who's no longer with us. This one there is both the one there the one to make this on the uh, the Trump. I always want to have the news. Have the, and now let's go to the uh the news from uh uh 
Galway with tonight, our friend Michael, whatever. This one, three, the man, um, Jack Smith, there, they come there. Put her trump to the three, three counts, uh, their fuck's sake with your, ha, <laughs> the bejesus, the one there. See, the man says, you're one, uh, there is a, um, some type of a thing where he says, uh, January 6th, and he says, hey, do, do, they stole my vote. Yeah, for fuck's sake, what was negative one there? Joseph, they took the one there, uh, the Biden. If it's one, uh, come there, and this fuck's sake, come there, stole the one to the death of the Mickey. Ha, 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 I fuck's sake. Your man, uh, Ray Rockwood says, Lionel, I'm in Texas. What's your opinion on stacking gold and silver or even cryptocurrency instead of these soon-to-be worthless dollars? You know what? I think that's a good idea. Can crypto be stacked? It's a good point. Christian Lay, I don't give any financial advice. Lionel missed the Gypsy King's opening. Oh, yes, that was, um, yes, 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 that was uh, a song called, I heard that one time, and he's not saying Lionel, but it sounded much like it. I saw the Galway one. How about Galway Girl? In any event, what's the point of tonight's show? The point of tonight's show, is this one there, folks, take the one there. <laughs> anyway, the point is to tell you how to look at something, not just give you the facts. What are you making out? What do you make out with um, with Trump's indictment, so to speak? What do you What are you supposed to do with this? What are you supposed to do? Tell me what you're supposed to think of that. Okay, he got a letter, right? He got this letter, this this uh, target letter. What does it mean? Should I be happy? Should I be sad? Is this serious? What is it? What do I do? Will somebody tell me? No, they don't. They read the same thing. They get the boring lawyer to come on. Well, a target letter is normally sent to those people where it is very likely, if not altogether certain, that an indictment will follow. Don't. Who talks like that? For the love of God. It's so boring. I, though I'm telling you, I watched just a little bit of um, CNN with whatever. It wasn't bad. But it doesn't really nail it. It doesn't really tell you what it is. What does this really mean? How do I tell you what's happening without giving you a biased view? You know I've always told you the truth. And sometimes you've been very angry with me. You've told me this. You said, you're not. You know, I came here to, to get my spirits lifted. What? I'm telling you the truth. Well, I don't know if I want to hear the truth. I just want to hear stuff that makes me feel good. Well, I'm not going to make you necessarily feel good. I'm going to tell you the truth. And I've always done that. I've always done that. Do you understand what's happening? By the way, I will tell you one thing. And I will tell you this much. My friend about the... Uh, how do I say this? About uh, gold and stacking. May I say something to you? The only, the only person I'd call is Noble Gold Investments. Seriously. My man Colin. It's the, they are the best people... They are the best. Call them. Use this link. That's what I would do. Great people. Fascinating. Noble Gold Investments. That's what I would do. That's as close to any kind of any kind of uh, uh, um, investment advice I would give. Now, here's the thing. Bottom line is simply this. What's going to happen? It's hard to say at this point. I don't think anything's been really good so far, any good news, in that I see some things that are happening. Um, Bobby Kennedy is still the best news to me. And by the way, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. It's not everything is just like, oh, everything's going to be great just because he's there. I am telling you the truth. You've got to understand something. I'm like you in a way. I, I don't want to be so presumptuous. I I want to know the truth. I have never been... 
part of a political party where I go to these jamborees and, hey, isn't this great? Oh, is that Judge Janine? Oh, my God. What, I, 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 what is this? I don't... Stars don't bother to me. This is about my my country. This is about my country. This is, this is, you know, it's like having a relative of yours in the hospital, and and you're and you're afraid your 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 sister or brother or parents are going to die, and you say, "Is that doctor's? Is that Doctor Oz?" We're in a hospital. What are you talking about? I don't. I don't. I don't follow these people. I don't. I don't know what it is. I'm a. I'm just a rational person who always believed. I started off coming out of college with just like leave people alone. I didn't understand the real nuances between Democrats and Republicans. I really got a great education when when I came out of college and I worked for a U.S. senator. I had no idea. I had no idea what 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 government. Isn't really that bad. I used to do a lot of stuff for constituents. I did so much to help people out. It was great. I really liked it. It was very simple to do. You had to use just any any kind of of caring where you could get things done. That's really what I thought was great, and that was okay. And then later on, nothing really nothing really hit me. Law school was a very important part. Being a prosecutor was interesting because I got to see the law and order part and the kind of a dirty, the dirty side of life. But I also got a very, very, uh, very interesting education in terms of of how law can be excessive. I never thought I'd be seeing now that law is not excessive, where they want to have no cash bail. I, 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 I never thought I'd be saying we need to we need to crank this baby up. I always thought we were going to be we were teetering near a police state. Not anymore, not anymore. I never thought that whatever. I never, I, I never thought I would see this. What the hell? What? What's what this about? Again, I'm like you, rational person. I never had any feelings one way or another about gay people, black people, anybody. I never cared. I wasn't that open minded. I didn't care. It wasn't something that I cared about. It's like if you showed any kind of a problem or a feeling against somebody who's left-handed. I don't care about that. Talk radio was great, too. That was in 1980. Uh, well, yeah, 88 was when I really started. But even before, I was was calling and having fun just as a caller. Those were interesting times. and It was so simple then. Rush Limbaugh changed everything with the liberals. And he made liberals sound quaint. They cared about condoms and homeless. and It was really nothing. Liberals want to tax you. The liberals. It was mindless. And I kept thinking, who are these liberals? I don't understand it. What are they? What are they? Oh, they're, oh we're the conservatives. Well, what do the conservatives do? Well, they're not liberals. Well, tell me. Tell me, Rush. By the way, who Rush was a great, 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 great guy. I knew him and worked with him, and I really, really, I couldn't believe how shy he was. Good guy. Absolutely. Cannot say one thing. Not, not swell-headed. This guy was so big, so huge, so enormous. It was a time... I missed that time when talk radio was so powerful. Radio was so important, so critical. You could really get things done. And now, it's uh, so and so. It's 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 not really. You know what I mean? It's there were people who made things different. Jerry Williams changed. I think he was in Boston. This is when they had the the um, um, congressional pay raise. He sent tea bags. Say the tea party. All of a sudden, they got. They were swarmed with, with tea bags. People, oh my God, this guy. And then once Jerry, I think it was Jerry Williams, once he did it, then everybody wanted to do something. I think Toby Keith, didn't Toby Keith wanted to say, send send your old boots to Peter Jennings. Remember that one? He got all these old shoes. One of the funniest things that ever happened, speaking of responses, one of the funniest things I will, I, I saw this, I know for a fact this happened. When Ronald Reagan had his 
they called it a proctoscope colonoscopy. Remember that? They had, he had polyps removed or something. Nobody really knew anything about them. Nobody knew anything about this. Nobody knew colon this and proctoscopes and colonoscopies and sigmoidoscopies. And it was brand new. So, and by the way, get your colonoscopy. Mine's coming up and I can't wait. I'll let you know all about that. Big time. Because let me tell you something. You could talk all you want about AI. You could talk about AGI. You could talk about mapping the genome. You could talk about whatever you want. But the fact that somebody took a camera with a tube and a, and a lens and basically rotor-rootered us to get an up-close-and-personal picture of your colon and polyps and snipped them away is the greatest thing anybody's ever asked. It's science like you cannot believe. Whoa! Look at that! Nobody knew about preps. They don't do preps the way they used to. Nah, take the pills now. It's no big deal. But people love to complain about that. Oh my God, the prep is the worst part. What are you talking about? It's nothing. What are you, babies? Oh, don't take the prep. People have had babies. Women have had children. What are you talking about? Come on. It can be fun. It can be fun. You can lock yourself in. Can't go out doing the prep. I understand. Hey, can you drive me to the store? No. I'm going to wear a scuba outfit. What do you think about that? Not a good idea. How about a spacesuit? Mm, not good. You need Velcro. In any event, so Ronald Reagan, this is a true story. Ronald Reagan had this colonoscopy. So what happened was, our local Channel 8, local NBC affiliate, they said, by the way, colonoscopy, we'll talk to Dr. Harmon Killebrew, and Dr. Killebrew, what do you think about, well, the colonoscopy, and, and you could save lives, really. And at that time, they said, Ecker Drugstores, or whatever it was, is working in conjunction with Channel 8, where you can look for occult blood in your stool. Now, occult means hidden. It sounds almost like something my good friend Sticks, Hexenhammer, would be involved in. No, Sticks. It's not occult blood in your stool. No. That was the name of my high school band, by the way. No, it was looking for blood that's digested. That's why upon inspection, they, they, would, they would talk about black, tarry. I loved the descriptions because that's digested. And that means it's way up you. Not stuff at the end, which most probably is some type of hemorrhoidal boom. You know, you got it? So it's that black, tarry stuff. Plus, you can't see it. And most people don't sit there with a, with a flashlight and say, what does that look like to you? Loch Ness Monster? I don't know what that is. Looks like Newark after a rain. So anyway, make a long story short. This woman, she says, now we're working with Channel A, and here's what you can do. <laughs> Go to any, I think it was Eckerd's, I know. Jack Eckerd's. Eckerd's was our big store, big drug, drug store. Go to Eckerd's, and Eckerd's will have this card. And this card where you, you, you take your basically your uh, sample, and you'll do a little bit of a schmear, so to speak, not the Carnegie Deli type or something else, and then it'll give you this place where you can send this to to determine if you've got a couple. Okay? Sounds good, right? Well, as you can know, in the Tampa Bay area, there's a lot of old folks who don't really, they're hearing it, and they don't really understand exactly what you're talking about. All they heard about was, send away to Channel 8, and we'll send you one of these cards that you can use to apply your sample and then send it to whatever lab you're directed to. But we'll send you the card, okay? We'll send you the card. I found out we were kind of... I found out, I'll just say this, that Channel 8 was downtown, right off of Jackson. Anyway... Somebody told me that these old people were getting confused. I'm trying to make this clean. I know people are eating and maybe already ate. Some of the old people got rather confused. So what they did was they would send a sample of their own particular sample to Channel 8. And it was somebody in the in the mail room, I guess when they canceled these things or whatever, he said, what the hell? What is this? 
people walking into the, wearing, you know, hazmats, going into the mailroom. What is this? Well, it turns out the old people didn't understand exactly, and they were perhaps, they were sending samples. So, the so I wish we had VCR, we didn't have anything at that time. But if I recall correctly, maybe it's false memory at my part. I remember at the time, looking back, and hearing this woman, the evening anchor say, something like this, now look, don't send anything to us. In fact, don't send anything. Don't, just don't, we don't, get, go to Eckert's. Get the card there. Tell what you do. Don't mail anything, especially some strewns in a, in a manila envelope or in a bag. This is hazardous. It's de- Don't do this. One of the funniest moments. Can you imagine the mail, ma- the mail room? I quit. They always talk about, well, I worked at the mail room at William Morris and I became a, I started off at the mail room at Channel 8. Not good. One of the great days, one of the great and wonderful days of, of TV. By the way, on this subject, before I change it, my mother told me this story. We used to laugh like hell at this. This killed me. During one of the food drops or something to other countries, I don't know what it was. They were, you know, they're dropping food. People were, they drop things like you're going to, oh, can of beans. You open it up, beans. Got it. Some of the labels were in English. They didn't know. Some of the stuff may have had, some of the labels came off, but they were sending sending raw pumpkin to people. People were wondering, what the hell is this? You open it up, it doesn't look good. Reminding me of the first subject. And I kept thinking about all these people in Africa, whatever, saying, what the hell is this? You're supposed to cook it. Cook it. We're, we, we don't have any stoves. What do you, anyway. Crack me up like you can't believe it. Truly crack me up. So, as I was saying, I was just kind of rambling around, ambling around. 1980, I was working for a senator. I kind of liked that. Uh, 83, I graduated from law school. Worked for the prosecutor then. And then, in 93, came to, came to WABC, did some stuff. Never, re- I mean, politics just really wasn't, I never thought the, the, the end of the world was happening. I thought, oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, you know, we got to work on the crime thing. Yeah, we got to work on this. Yeah, abortion is important. It's a life. But there was no sense of urgency. I always thought that both sides were rational. Some were more than others. Every party had its own individual lunatic. But for the most part, people were. Didn't you feel that same way? You felt like people were just kind of on the same side Americans. Not anymore. I've never seen anything like this. Let me say this again. Even during Bill Clinton, I never felt it. I never felt this way towards about Obama. Maybe some maybe some serious stuff with a right around George Bush, 9-11, you know, neocons and Yeah, but still he was it was a war and it wasn't really a I, I, I just never felt like, oh, my, I, I, it, nothing like now. Trump came along, I thought, Trump doing an interesting job. Things were okay. I kind of like him. Never thought he'd won. i win, rather. Then, in 2015, he announced for running, and we saw what was happening. But then, what really hit us was Biden. There is nothing. And I can imagine myself, I hope one day I'm in a, in a wheel, not a wheelchair, what am I saying? In a rocking chair. And young kids are saying, tell us about this. And I'm saying, listen to what I'm saying. There was nothing like the Joe Biden administration. There was nothing like this. We didn't know what the hell was going on. We were being invaded at every conceivable level there is. Do you understand that? We were hit at levels of insanity and war. 
And they brought in a man who was, we thought he was nuts beforehand. Remember when he was talking about Corn Pop? Corn Pop's a bad dude. Remember these black kids are going, who the hell is this? Corn Pop had pomade in his hair. Went down to the pool. Took that razor blade out of it. Had it in a, in a can full of sand. A couple of times along the side of the pool. Like a razor. Told him, hey man, bad scene. Mama swung pretty good. Do better go back for a fin. And don't come back unless your daddy's. And these kids are going, who in, what the hell is going on here? He's running for president. Who's running for president? Him. Him? Who is he? It's Joe Biden. What the hell is he talking about? I don't know. Black people with the hair, with the pomade. Aren't you listening? No. That was a real problem in Scranton. Black people were swimming with that stuff in their hair. Jerry curl. What? What are you talking about? Bad scene. Mama swung pretty good. Who swung pretty good? Corn pop. Who the hell's corn pop? What are you talking about? Remember that one? My son Bo died in Iraq. No, he didn't. Whatever. He was fine then. Come on, man. Let's go outside and do some push-ups. I'll kick your ass. Remember that? I said, who is that? Who is that guy? That's the guy who wants to be president. Yeah. Oh, my God. What is the matter with him? That's the corn pop guy? That's weird. And that's his wife. Who's that? Dr. Joe. That was a babysitter, wasn't it? Did you ever hear that story? Do your research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to tell you about that one. But that's a good one. So this guy wants to be president, yeah? And then COVID hit. What was COVID? Well, we don't know. Remember this? We had a good friend, Eric Thaddeus. Bless his heart. And we would hear what was happening in um, in uh, in um, Italy at the time. Rome and Milan. And we thought, oh my God, it's heading this way. What is this thing? I don't know what it is. What is it? I don't know. Remember when it was scary at first? You know, the last time we had something like this, it was a Spanish flu. They were dropping dead in the street. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. You think that's going to be here? I don't know. What is it? I don't know. How do you catch it? I think through the air. I'm not sure. Oh, my God. Remember that? It, it, was, it was a while. And then we had Trump, who did what he wanted to, and then Biden... Nowhere to be found. Nowhere. Trump was doing rally after rally after rally, setting records, and Joe was um, handcuffed to a radiator, as we say here in the kitchen, in Wilmington to some root cellar. And this guy was talking around saying, Corn Pop, I told son of a bitch because he had been done with the thing, with the razor blade. What? Is he talking about Corn Pop again? Yeah. Seriously, he wants to be president? Yeah. This is the choice? Okay. He got 81 million votes. Who did? Joe Biden. Joe Ballion. Joe what? Joe Biden. He got 81 million votes. Who voted for him? 81 million? He nobody saw him. He never he never even he never campaigned. I know. What do you mean you know? Trump was all over the place. Remember, around back and forth, back and forth on the plane, back and forth, back. And Trump was walking around. I mean, that Biden. He said, I, I, I don't know what happened. It was the wildest time. And then all of a sudden, it started off like this. Remember this one? I think we should have unisex bathrooms. I beg your pardon? I think we should have unisex bathrooms. Remember that? It started off very simple like that. Unisex bathrooms. Yeah, why? Well, I just... So that men can go in the women's... Is this a problem for you? Yeah. Why do you want unisex bathrooms? Why? Well, because some people want to go... Excuse me. Who wants to go to a... Do you want to go to a ladies' room? I don't. Who wants to go to a ladies' room? If you're a guy, you want to go in, there's fast, you got urinals. I don't want to go to, you don't want a urinal? Well, what do you want to do? You want to sit down? Why? I never understood this. So you, and they talked about it. Remember that? Remember? Then all of a sudden, kids were getting snipped and cut and and um, 
you know, puberty blocking. I said, wait a minute, how did we go from this to that? We just did. Then Rachel Levine came up. What the hell is that? That's Rachel Levine. Who's that? She's a man, a woman. What about, okay. I never knew there were this many. I had no idea. I said, like, okay. By the way, there is a woman who is a, uh, I don't know her name. I'm not even going to give it. But she is on this wonderful YouTube channel I see about concert pianists and music. And she is incredible, classy, fascinating. And when I saw her, I thought, you know, sure enough, she was a transgender. Does it matter? Nobody cares. Can play her ass off. Great. Nobody cares. I went 60 whatever years. I thought maybe we we had a friend who was a... I, I, I didn't see any transgenders. I didn't see any. I knew they were there. Okay. Okay. All of a sudden, whoosh, everywhere. Where? They're everywhere. I don't see them everywhere. Well, they're here. And these kids, they want to—they don't know if they're gender. Who doesn't know? Have you ever known a kid who says, I don't know if I'm a woman or a man or a boy or a... I guess they're out there. Normally, it's like they know exactly what they want to do. Now, some might be gay. That's one thing. That's for sure. Have you ever done that before? We've had that. We had somebody say, oh, this is my son. He's gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you say, he's gay. But the, but, but, but the gay boy or girl never said, but I want to be another sex. Well, that was then. Then one time, and I know you. when I tell you this, you don't, you don't believe me. This, to me, freaked me out. I couldn't believe what I saw. All my life, I knew there were some people who had tattoos. They were just kind of there. There was like your grandfather's, you know, the Marines, maybe a Navy guy. Uh, prison tattoos. And then around, I don't know, the prison, hard luck, you know. Then there was L-E-T-S-F, and you go like this. They were prison, and you, and you go like that. Anyway, I saw those. Born to Lose, that's my favorite. Saw that one time. Prison, prison tattoos, mostly. And then right around, I don't know, 80-something, all of a sudden said, hey, I'm going to get a little heart on my, okay. That's nice. I'm going to get a little heart, a little heart on my ankle. Nothing big, a little ankle, okay. Okay. Then the tramp stamp, remember that? Lower back, remember that one? Remember that? Remember that? Tramp stamps. All of a sudden, women said, Okay. If it makes you feel good, go ahead. And it, it was, you know, it's okay. There's a few of those. All right. And then all of a sudden, maybe I'm the only one who notices. Maybe I'm the only one who cares about this. I, I recognize that. I'm the only one who cares about this. I went to bed one night and I woke up. Everybody's covered in tattoos. Covered. Head to toe, face, neck, the, overnight. What? Even people whose tattoos you can't even see. Doesn't matter. Far be it from me. It's a free country. Where in the hell? I've known people. They've got engaged. You said, well, did you notice? What? And their hands are covered with this. Did you notice? No, what? Well, well, what? Spiders. They're right. Oh, you're going to... Who knew? You can't. I can't see anything. You get stuff all over you. How did that happen? That's when I realized. Oh, I see. People went out and scarred themselves because somebody said this is hip, and it was. It flooded. You can't work in a restaurant. You cannot work in a in a like a sous chef. You can't do this unless you're covered. You can't. You can't be, you know, a chef or whatever. Can't do it. Fascinating. Overnight, 
overnight. Tattoo parlors are like, okay. One time during COVID, during the Rona, Mrs. L and I are walking, and we thought that our little favorite store, remember we had to go there, they, they let you in like two at a time. It was a stupid. Anyway. Remember when you had directions, when you went down the aisle or went to a store, and you had to go, the the coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, knew when you were passing each other, that's when it would jump to somebody else. But as long as you were in a store and you were pushing your, your buggy in in one direction, SARS-CoV-2 could not spread because it was only a unidirectional. You probably didn't know that. So we're there. We're looking up here. I'm looking at the, uh, uh, you know, the... This line, go, oh my God, is this the store? It was a tattoo place during COVID. I said, what the hell is going on here? People are, you, what are you doing? Isn't it great? No. And then some people, some people, let's face it, your skin, I, I can't, whatever, good for you. All right, good. On, then at 7 p.m., remember that? That was my favorite. I want to tell people about this. Kids, you remember, 7 p.m., they opened the windows, and people were playing the trumpet, banging pods. Yay! Thank you, first responders. Who? The first responders. Where are the first responders? I don't know. You mean the women doing the TikTok videos? No, no, the people in hospitals, the front line. I used to ask all the people, everybody I knew, knew a lot of doctors, are you busy? Nope. Any first friend? Nope. I remember one time there was a story about they had they had supposedly um, refrigerated reefers, you know, like um, uh, not those kind, but they had you know, trailers with refrigerated units for all the dead bodies that were stacked up. There were no, and we saw it on TV, and we walked up to the hospital that they were there, there were no refrigerated trucks. They were just there. They had a pictures. Where are they? Well, they must have moved them five minutes ago. Remember what time they said the Javits Center? Javits Center's packed. Ambulances pulling in, bringing these people. We went to the Javits Center. Well, down the street. We went around the back. Back's 11th Avenue. You know, West End. No, that's not it. West End Highway. That's not it. Went around the front. Where, where are the... They were on TV saying... Then they said, well, you know, we're going to be burying people in in Central Park. What? Why don't you use all these, uh, you know, these refrigerated trucks you're not using? There was no, there was nobody, there was nobody dying. Nobody was nobody. But they said it. This is like nine eleven again. It's like they kept saying one thing, and I'm saying that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Shut up. Okay, but that's not what I'm saying. It blew my mind. And this guy got eighty one million votes. Then George Floyd. Okay, tragic scene. Now we're going to tear up everything. We're going to trash everything. We're going to break windows all over the country. Why? Because of George Floyd. Now, with all due respect to Mr. Floyd, this is not Rosa Parks. He was not a national hero. I think what that Chauvin did was stupid. But that was his training. I don't want to relitigate that. That's over with. Ben Crump came down. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Don't understand a word he says. And they said, okay, fine. Next thing you know, I see plywood going up. I said, why is there plywood? Well, they know something. And all down 11th Avenue in New York, in the west side, where all these car dealers are. True story. Car dealers. BMW, Audi, this. They took their cars from the showroom and they put them someplace else. Where did what do they know? They knew. They knew what? Something's gonna happen. And all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. Why? Because of George Floyd. Why? Because of George Floyd. I know you keep saying George Floyd. What is his death? Why are they destroying businesses? Hmm. Because they want to steal. Oh, I see. Then BLM came along. There you go. Remember that? To me, it was like it was yesterday. And I said, wow. This was something. In New York City, you know who knows when it's going to rain? Here's a question for you. Nigerians. I think they're Nigerians. I don't know, but they're, they're Africans mostly. And they show up 
When they put the, uh, they saw the uh, uh, umbrellas, it's going to rain. Guaranteed. I don't care what Weatherbug says. I don't care what your weather app says. I don't care what Channel 4 News, the Nigerians, whoever these people are, they know exactly. And they set up shop, and they go, here we go. And all these people here knew that it was going to, it was going to be a riot. And we saw stuff like mad. We saw things like um, fireworks. All of a sudden, these fairly super fire- Oh, and then one time, Mrs. Hell and I got into a car. We didn't know if we could, can we leave? We didn't know. Can we go? Can we go? I guess. Do I wear a mask in the car? And we drove. We, we, we got from, from Midtown to Jersey in like five minutes through the tunnel. I said, can we do this? Where are we going? We went to one, what was the place on Bloomfield? Was it not Verona? Where where was all those cops were? Was it Caldwell or something? Anyway, all these cops, all of them, cars parked, every single one. There's no police. It was the weirdest thing. Well, shouldn't they be out now? Nope. Wow. And we get home by 7 o'clock and hear the pots and pans and the screaming and the yelling, thanking our first responders for doing the TikTok videos. I guess. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Everything changed. Reality changed. This isn't this isn't politics. This is Twilight Zone. This is what we are seeing right now. I'm telling you. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said it best. It's a it's, it's a it's a cross between. Where was that place where all those cops? Was it Caldwell or where was that? Or or yeah, Verona. Or, yeah, but the cops, Verona, yeah, all of them. Bloomfield, it was. I'm, it's just what? It was the weirdest thing. So we went from that, went to George Floyd. Went to riots, went to BLM, and everybody around here put their BLM sign up, meaning, don't trash my house in case there's a riot. Don't come this way. No, no, no. Thank, hate not spoken here. Okay. No, no, no. Leave our house alone. I noticed there's no black people living. Yes, that's true, but please, we're into Black Lives Matter. We're putting this sign up. In the front lawn. But there's no black people here. I know there's no black people here. But it's a gated community. I know there's a gated community. And, uh, and you, well, why don't you uh, just just be quiet. Just put this sign up in case you know. That's exactly why people did it. Exactly why people did it. And there were parts, there are parts of, I know certain cities, but there's parts of New Jersey where you have one block, literally, one block, you've got white people and black people. One block. Just like, right there, there's that Maginot line. And that, it, nothing ever happened because people were rational. But it was the weirdest thing I've ever, I said, why are they upset? Because of George Floyd. Who's George Floyd? He's the guy they stepped on his neck. But he's a, oh, he's a saint. The man's a saint. And they killed him and now we're gonna now everybody's gonna suffer and retail theft is gonna go through the roof. Biden, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. Gonna find corn pop. You back to that again, are you? With the switchblade? Okay. Meanwhile, Trump's saying they stole my election. That's enough. That's enough, please. That's enough. The what just insanity. Then you got we're gonna go we're gonna Transgender. You're back again, the transgender? What do you want? We want kids to be taken out of their parents' homes if they show the slightest indication that they want to change gender. Kids don't even know their uh, their favorite color. Doesn't matter. Who are you again? We're the... That'll never work. Next thing you know, Johns Hopkins, well, whatever the, the medical schools are, Boston school. Yes, we have this. And we, yes... And I do panectomies and hysterectomies and orchiectomies. And I will castrate and mutilate. Yes, absolutely. Proud. Come on in. Come on in. Come on in. We'll do it. 
You went from bathrooms to this? Who were these kids? Plenty of kids. Are you sure about this? Oh, yeah. And no cash bail. No cash bail. Just let them go. Let them go? Have you seen these people? That's right. Look what they did to San Francisco. Look what they did. Biden, don't you have anything to say about that? Nope. What about you, Pelosi? You're from there. Gavin Newsom, anybody? Nope. L.A.? Nope. I have nothing to say. Nothing. I'm going to destroy it. We're going to destroy it. Why do you want to destroy it? I don't know. I don't know. So, let me just tell you something. This is so messed up right now. And you can look at the Trump indictment. That's important. You can look at the whistleblower testimony in Fox News. That's good. But that's like going into an emergency room where somebody is has been in a 12-car collision and you want to do a pedicure on somebody. It's a nice thought, but that doesn't mean anything. This world is falling apart, and that's why I got to go for any glimmer of hope. Anything. Because the Republican Party does not exist. They're talking about Hunter Biden. What do they want with Hunter Biden? We're going to get to the bottom of that. Okay, but there are some people who are desperately looking for law and order. Why don't you declare martial law or do something? We're going to impeach uh, Garrett. What? What is happening here? Does anybody have any sense of what? I don't know. So that's why all of a sudden, here's Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy is like the only person I want to see like like a white light on him. Like, oh my God, what he's saying isn't even that great. It's just like, oh my God, he's normal. And Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson, and there's a lot about Tucker. This is a very complicated dude here. But what he's saying makes sense. And he's actually getting a lot of these jadrules from the Republicans to pay attention. And I'm telling you right now. Bobby Kennedy and Tucker together. Forget Bobby and Trump. No, no, no. That's, that's Trump would say, I'm the boss, not you. No, I'm the, no, no. I'm the boss. We well, are under that. The hell with you. I'm gonna I'm a you I don't want anybody. You just Mike Pence, just go ahead, Mike. I'm the boss. But I'm gonna say something right now. How many of seriously just think about this. Wouldn't it be great if Bobby Kennedy and Tucker Carlson would blow this thing apart? Because you've got Democrats who would move over from the left and Republicans who move over from the right in the middle, or not really the middle, but someplace else, which is where we are. That's where we are. We're not left. We're not right. Both of them are against this war, this stupid Ukrainian war, which we have no business about. You know all about that. That's about the military-industrial complex. That's neo neoconservative lunacy. That's that's come on. I keep getting blasted from the German government because I I, I trash Victoria Nuland. I got your Victoria Nuland right here, my friend. Wouldn't you love to see it? Wouldn't you love to see it? You see, when they say Tucker, uh, did you hear Tucker interview? Tucker didn't say anything to Pence that was even worth, it wasn't even remotely, a, it wasn't a trick question. Tucker said, well, what do you think about people with the bag of British any money, money, the Ukraine? And all Pence would have to say was, that's a great question, Tucker, but we can do both. I absolutely acknowledge the fact that we've got to think first and foremost what happens in this country. But we cannot turn our back on the people. He could have answered the question a million times. I could have answered the question. I don't even believe that. But no, Mike Pence says, I don't care about that. What? That wasn't because of Tucker. That's because Mike Pence is an idiot. Think about what I'm saying. When Tucker comes out and does that Mozart, Amadeus laugh. Ha ha ha. He does that laugh. Oh my God. It's like a chill down my spine. And not in a good way. But that's okay. You got him. <laughs> then you got Bobby. Bobby talks like this. Put them together. I don't care. This is interesting. 
I kind of like Bobby's voice, don't you? Don't you like it? You, you listen to him. Remember the first time you heard Bobby, that spasmodic dysphonia? It's like, what is this? It's like Harvey Weinstein without the Brooklyn accent. You know what I mean? He talks like that. Or uh, uh, Catherine Hepburn or something. Uh, uh, Collins has that too. A little bit of a little bit of a dysphonic uh, thing, and then there's then there's Biden. Uh, I don't know what the hell's going on. Remember Nancy Pelosi? She was acting out of her tree too. And Diane Feinstein, by the way, is still there. Diane Feinstein's walking around saying, uh, Fetterman's walking around. Uh, Biden's walking around. Uh, what the hell's going on here? So. You got Bobby, what Bobby is saying, Bobby the K, it makes a lot of sense, but I want them completely there. Oh, I'd love this. Bring people from the left, bring people from the right, ta-da, and take these two parties and flush them. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. All right, my friends, that's it. You understand this? Let me see some of your brilliant... Uh... Orig Main Street Mama said, I'm driving down the highway laughing all by myself. Just when I get it under control, you go into colonoscopies. I didn't even look to see who was looking back to see. Thank you. Can I tell you one great colonoscopy story? You want to hear a great one? This is a true story. Remember Walter Cronkite? Remember that? It was bad. I, here's the thing for you. Never, ever, ever, like a week before, ever take, I always take like low milligram, you know, the aspirin, you know, whatever it was. I think it was my first colonoscopy ever. So I went, and I think they found a polyp. Ah, we took one off. It's no big deal. It's okay. Well, how do I explain this to you? And it happened to another friend of mine. I... Okay, I'm not trying to be, I'm, I'm not trying to be, I mean, how do I say this? I, imagine if somebody took red wine, a big E&J gallon, remember the big gallon of red wine, and dumped that into your toilet. That would make you say, whoa, what is this? Okay, I saw that and I said, Something's not right. I came out of the loo. Mrs. L looked at me and said, Oh my God, I was white. I, I looked like I had been stabbed. Apparently, when they took that polyp thing off and that aspirin, not good. That's why I always check with your Coumadin. So I walked into that, this doctor and I was like, ah. And he says, Oh my God. People in the, in the, audi- in the, in the audience, in the, in the audience, in the waiting room said, Oh my God. What's this guy? Ah. He was going to put me in the hospital. I said, no, no, please don't. No, no, please don't. He says, okay, but listen. Uh, make sure you go. I was eating meat. I want you to buy uh, liver or meat and take iron. And Okay, 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 I'll do that. But I don't want to go to the hospital. Okay, maybe. Just go to take a cab. Go home. You'll be fine. All right. So we're on the Upper East Side. Going to the West Side. And all of a sudden... All traffic is stopped. I said, what the hell is this? It was a testimonial or a a tribute to Walter Cronkite, who had just died, at Lincoln Center. I had to get out of the cab and walk like this. I looked like Lon Chaney meets Rondo Hatton. It was bad. People are like, people are offering me quarters. Just go away. One of the fun. So when I see when I see Walter Cronkite, that's what I think. I mean, it looked bad. It was bad, bad. But I obviously pulled out okay, which is fun. When you go to the, if you ever go to the colonoscopy suite, these people are kind of nervous because you're looking at each other like I know what you're here for. And you and they're very the people who work there are like. And did you take the prep? Oh, yes, I took the prep. And did you have a bowel movement? I did not have a bowel 
Can, can you keep it down? I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Are you clear? I'm clear. Just please, Joe, can we keep this down? People don't want to talk about this, if I understand. So what's really great is when you're in the, in the back, all of a sudden, if, 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 if it's a good size, uh, you know, waiting room, do this. Ow! That's it. One time. And they'll, their heads will go up like, what the hell was that? What the hell? And when you walk out, if you can, walk out like rubbing yourself like, ah, God, Jesus, God. Just walk out. They didn't tell me about that. They made it sound like, oh, the prop. Did you see that thing? Jeez, I thought they were supposed to put me out. Oh, and the noise. And just walk out. <laughs> One time I went to a place on 8th Avenue. I had to get my eyes checked for this license. And there's an optometrist there. So I was there. And uh, uh, I remember when I walked out. Or all, all, all these kids were there. I guess it was a Beginning of the school year or something, they had to get their eyes checked. Anyways, the guy was, was packed. So I did the old, you know, where you, where you kind of cross your eye, you give him one of those, you know, and put my chin there. And I said, you know, I'm having to notice a little bit of a couple of headaches, but other than that, he's looking at me like, what the hell is wrong? So he knew me, knew I was kidding. So as I was walking out, places packed with parents and kids, I turned to him. In a loud voice, not screaming, but loud enough. And I said, an enema? You never told me anything about an enema. They're supposed to get my eyes checked. What was the point of that? No, seriously. No, 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 no. Tell me. What did that have to do with my eyes? I'm getting out of it. And I walked out. And he said, no, no. He's kidding. No, he's kidding. You don't know him. He, he does this. If you think about it, it's kind of funny, though, in a weird way. When you go to a doctor, an eye doctor, come out. <laughs> Little things like that. Covering your eyes. It's hysterical. What are you going to do now? All right, my friend. Look at this. Somebody says, CGI Joe says, I'm driving down the road, two hands on the wheel. Isn't that radar love? I'm driving, I'm out on the wheel. I've got Stay away from the beats before your colonoscopy. Thank you, Fanculo. Thank you. By the way, by the way, bologna sandwiches with sourdough. I don't know what that means. It's funny you say that about the... I don't want to go into the beats. I don't want this to be too much. But let me explain something. It's very interesting. Dr. Greger, nutritionfacts.org, does this story about people who claim to be regular. And he said, that doesn't necessarily mean something. The question is, transit time. So he suggests that people, and I'm telling you this, eat something like red velvet cake or something without a red food coloring. Note the day you consumed it and wait until you see it again. If you see it two weeks later, that's not good. Even though you're, but I'm regular. Yeah, but that should have been what's up there. We're going to leave it at that. Now let me ask you something. Have you had fun tonight or what? I know tonight is supposed to be Trump's indictment, Fox News channels collapse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But be honest. Who enjoyed the laughter? Who enjoyed just saying it's going to be okay? We can laugh about some stuff. We can act like children a little bit. And just some of this stuff is just funny. I think it's very funny. I have a very, very... Uh, look at this. In eight months, beer will be a rare thing. I don't know what that means. I have no idea what that means. All right, my friends. We had fun. Carol Valley had fun. Finn Gazinia. Hell yeah. Spike Jones, where are you? Oh, wasn't he great? Liz Solak. Lionel, you're great. Thank you so much. Scar tissue slows things down. That's true. That'd be a great name of a book. <laughs> Enjoyed you down in hot Texas this evening. Thank you. Thank you for that, Get Texas. 
Tabanites all over again. Awesome show. Thank you so much. Great fun. That's what's important. We got to have some fun. Remember one time, uh, uh, if I could tell you one day, I'll tell you the story about my first bladder surgery. Oh, we could have some fun with that one. Sadie says, thank you, Lionel and Mrs. L. La Chimina e Morta. Ciao, amici. Thank you so much. Pierino Fanculo. Ba. We also call him Ba. Va or Va. Fanculo. <laughs> Sorry. Jet Fuel. Thank you. All right, dear friends. You have a great and glorious day. We'll be back tomorrow night. Look at this. I gave you an hour even. And you know when you're worth it. We'll be back tomorrow at 8 a.m. Don't ever change to me that sincerely. And until then, my friends, remember this. Oh, 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 oh. And let me remind you. This is Mrs. L's, uh, this is her channel. This is her channel. Follow this right now. Please, I'm asking you. That's it right there. All right, friends. We'll see you tomorrow. Same bad time, same bad channel. 8 a.m. in the morning. Until then, remember, the monkey's dead. The show's over. Sue you. Dead, dead.